Well, hello and welcome to the Informed Traveler Podcast, a travel podcast where our goal is to help you become a more informed traveler. And I'm your host, Randy Sharman. On our podcast today, we're going to talk a little bit about spas, more specifically Nordic spas. Our good friend and travel writer Jody Robbins will join us a little bit later on to talk about her article, Why You Need to Get to the Nordic Spa in Chelsea Now. (laughs) Sounds pretty urgent, doesn't it? We're also going to talk a bit about cruising as the cruise guru David Yeskel will join us to chat about cruising with Seabourn Cruises. But to start things out, I'm going to share with you a conversation I had last week with Che Coral. He is the owner of Canadian Off-Road Adventures, and he hosted me on a fabulous ATV adventure in Golden, B.C. last week. I actually spent a couple days in Golden, and part of it was taking that off-road tour through the mountains. First off, though, I have to explain that I am not an experienced off-road ATVer at all, as in zero experience, but that didn't matter. They are very patient And they are great teachers. Anyway, the scenery was breathtaking and the experience top-notch. And the following day, I met up with Che to learn more about him and his company, Canadian Off-Road Adventures. So here's that conversation. Yesterday, we went on a fantastic ride on the ATVs uh, through the backcountry. Just give me some uh, background on how you got this uh, whole thing going. Well, I started off uh, in the service industry years ago and uh, sort of got sick with it. So took my first aid and uh, and saw where it would bring me into mechanized guiding. Mm-hmm. Came out here and started my own outfit, uh, uh, just ATVs, uh, yeah, and uh, it's been good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, it was a struggle at first. It's not a lot of people out here that don't have their own ATVs already, right? But yeah. uh, once we started drawing guests in from the parks and stuff, it's uh, gotten steadily busier year by year. Mm-hmm. So I get, well... Obviously, when you're talking about the backcountry, it's easier to get through some of the trails and and roads uh, on an ATV machine. Uh, How long have you been doing this now? Uh, This is our 11th season out here. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been on off-road vehicles my whole life, of course. Started out on dirt bikes, but uh, yeah, we're not going to take people out on dirt bikes (laughs) quite yet. Um, But yeah, the quads are a lot easier to get out there than bashing up your rental vehicle or or your truck or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, and they're a lot of fun too. Good yeah. way to see the countryside. Exactly. And it doesn't matter the skill level because I have never driven one. And uh, uh, yesterday you were very patient with me, so I appreciate that. But I think uh, the one thing that's stuck in the back of my mind is uh, safety is is the key always, no matter what skill level uh, an ATV rider you are, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's our first uh, goal is to bring everyone back one piece, of course, right? So we have a, a thorough orientation. We take out a lot of first-timers, so we, uh, we work with them give them extra training if needed um and we do usually bring multiple guides just in case there's different uh experience levels amongst the group because that's really not uncommon a lot of people are first timers and then all it takes is a little bit of experience really to to have to to want to get out there and get going a little faster so we try to cater to both ends of the spectrum there definitely do people have sort of a preconceived notion of what to expect when they've calling you up and saying hey i want to do an atv ride and you kind of have to either rein them back a bit and say no it's not quite like that or no it's really more like this Uh, a lot of people don't know what to expect i think that's why uh they'll they'll come out and do the shorter trip to start and uh we really start from the basics take people out on a nice flat section of road and then the trail sort of gradually gets rougher as we go along uh, people that do call up and ask, you know, how fast the machines can go and what kind of jumps we do. We typically um, 
point him in the direction of renting their own machine so they can go out and cause trouble like that um, because we're not going to have that sort of thing happening while we're, we're guiding the trip. It's more of a, a sightseeing tour with a little bit of bumpy road and bang around. It's a lot of fun, but uh, yeah, we, we don't go crazy because like you said, safety is our, our biggest uh, thing. Yeah. Well, and it is really a tour of the backcountry, so you do stop and look at a lot of things. Uh, describe some of the popular tours. Uh, there's different ones, like one, two hour, three hour, right? Uh, yeah, we have the two hour starter tour, then we do a half day and a full day. The half day is three hours typically, full day is around four and a half. Um, and yeah, they all uh, do uh, plenty of stops for the viewpoints. And then we have some uh, the longer trails we can get up higher get out into some uh some bushier trails some single track stuff some rougher stuff um the full day includes lunch um we have a couple of different trail offerings for that too so if you want to come back for a second time we can give you a completely different experience so uh yeah quite a few options for people obviously this is a seasonal thing and we're getting towards the end of the season now when would you be looking at starting up again and how far in advance do people should be thinking about uh, booking a tour in the summer i imagine you get very busy in the summertime right yeah, in peak season, like July, August, you definitely, if you're, if you're picky about a spot you want, you, you want to book at least a month or so in advance. Um, uh, opening date depends on the snowpack, typically. Yeah. Uh, it's usually May long where we're opening up, sometimes a little earlier, depending, you know, if we haven't had a lot of snow and if there's a ton of snow, we'll still open up, but we just won't be able to offer the full tours because we won't be able to get up into the Alpine. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it sort of depends. We, we do three runs a day, typically, so... We can get most people in most times, but definitely uh, you're going to want to book beforehand if you if you want to be guaranteed a spot. Awesome. Uh, it's Che Coral. He's the uh, owner of Canadian Off-Road Adventures. Again, their website with more information, atbgolden.com. Anything that uh, I missed you might want to add? No, I think you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> come out and, and play in the dirt and have some fun with us. Well, I did that yesterday, and I appreciate uh, all your your patience again, and it was really a lot of fun, so I, I highly recommend it. Uh, thanks, Shay. Okay, thanks a lot. Well, I still say one of the best vacations you can take is a cruise, and if you really want to do it upright, take a Seaborne cruise. That's what the cruise guru, David Yeskel, did recently, and he's here now to tell us more about it. Hi, David. Hi, Randy. Uh, let's talk about uh, Seaborne Cruise Lines. Uh, you know, you've been on a lot of cruises. I've worked in the cruise industry. When it comes to cruises and cruise lines, uh, Seaborne's kind of in a category almost all to itself, isn't it? Yeah, I would say they're pretty much at the top of the food chain when it comes to <laughs> the cruise world. They're in this uh, ultra-luxury category, and there's competition in that category, of course. Mm. But uh, I have to say, they do a pretty great job. You know, after three days of being on the sailing, and I'm, I'm, I'm pretty critical, um, I turned and said to my wife, you know, I can't find anything that's wrong to criticize. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe because so they knew it was you. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I remember uh, in my cruise uh, days that I always had uh, seaborne envy that I call because uh, yeah. you would see them uh, anchored or docked or whatever, and they'd always have their back end of the ship open, and they'd be doing their shore excursions right from the back end. Their ships are smaller. Their uh, crew ratio is smaller, so they really do a bang-up job, don't they? They do. So it's a nearly one-to-one crew-to-passenger ratio. 
And by the second day, they learn everybody's names, uh, they know, know the guest names, and we, you know, we had staff coming up to us the second day calling us by name that we had never met before. So <laughs> they teach the crew these tips and tricks to, to learn the names and, and match them up with the faces. And they just do this incredible job of delivering this luxury experience on a ship. Uh, in this case, it was one of their smaller ships, uh, 450 passengers. Mm-hmm. And, and the crew count is about 365. So it, it's nearly one-to-one, and it really shows. I mean, it's a high-touch service, uh, incredible cuisine. Uh, and um, they do a great job with this new Ventures by Seaborn uh, excursion that they have. Well, let's talk about that. Uh, that's where I was going to begin, Ventures by Seaborn. What is it, and how does it differ from, say, other cruise lines? Yeah, so so what Seaborn has done, and some of the other luxury operators are getting into this niche, too. It's relatively new. Uh, it's called luxury expedition cruising. So, you know, in the past, that that term was really an oxymoron. <laughs> Luxury and expedition cruising didn't go together. Yeah. In the past, you, if you were on an expedition ship, you know, yes, you got to see penguins in Antarctica, but you got on board maybe a, an, an old converted Russian icebreaker. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and if you were lucky, they fed and watered you a couple of times a day before yeah. they send you back to your cabin to sleep. So, so the luxury lines like Seaborn realized there was this niche that, that they needed to be in. And that was, yes, these people wanted to see and have these adventures, these soft adventure experiences, but they wanted luxury when they were back on board. Mm-hmm. They wanted gourmet food. They wanted high-touch service. They wanted all sweets. Uh, what they would get in a, you know, in a five-star hotel on land, essentially. Yeah. And so they they meshed these two concepts, these luxury cruising and expedition travel. And Adventures by Seaborn is the um, that's the brand they give to their soft adventure trips. So so they do kayak trips, zodiac rides, um, hikes, all led by a very experienced and knowledgeable expedition team. There were six members of the team on our voyage. They included a historian, uh, a geologist, a naturalist. They give lectures, and then they lead these small group tours, which, by the way, leave right from that marina that folds down mm-hmm. you know, off, off the back of the ship. It's typically. really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. They keep all the equipment on board. They give you expert instruction, so you don't know have to know how to kayak in advance. They give us a great lesson. Uh, our group, <clears throat> excuse me, was maybe five or six kayaks with one support kayak nearby, a support zodiac nearby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they take good care of you. Um, it, it's very safe, and, and you feel very secure, even if you've never done these things before. And so. These are what they call ventures by Seaborn. It's a it's a soft adventure, comfortable, not too tough, and you come back on board and you know you're pampered with all these luxury trappings. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the accommodations. You mentioned all suite accommodations. Uh, expand on that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're all suites on Seaborn. Um, most have verandas. Some just have a picture window, but most have verandas. I'd say about starting at about 300 square feet, and that's without the veranda, so they're pretty large. Mm-hmm. Um, walk-in closets, which is unusual for a cruise ship, of course. Um, double va- double bathroom vanity. <clears throat> excuse me, double vanity in the bathroom. Um, plenty of room, a bathtub and stall shower. Um, you know service twice a day, of course, and even if you want dinner in your suite, um, it'll be delivered to you course by course from the menu in the restaurant. So you're not choosing a hot dog off of the, <laughs> off of the room service not menu. Not that there's anything wrong with hot dogs. <laughs> right. You, know, you, know, you can get a hot dog if you want, but you can, but at dinner, you can order off the full restaurant menu wow. and have it delivered course by course 
in your suite with linen and china. So it's really that level of service and luxury that's provided, which is outstanding. And it's all included in your fare, right? Your uh, drinks, wine, gratuities, the room service you mentioned. So uh, once you're on board, it's not like other cruise lines where, you know, you're paying for this left, right, and center, right? Right. You're certainly not nickel and dimed in any way. I didn't want to use that phrase, but that's okay. (laughs) Right. Right. That's true. (laughs) You're not nickel and dimed. And the, the excursions do cost extra. So these Ventures by Seaborn trips typically range between 100 to $200 mm-hmm. uh, for each one. But like I say, they're very small groups, and, and you really feel like you're getting almost like a private tour. But, mm-hmm. but you're right. Premium wines and spirits are included. Gratuities are included. Uh, room service, of course. And, uh, and you really can't put a price on you know, the, the type of personalized service you receive either. Uh, talk a little bit about the food. I want to save some time for their new ship that's coming out, but uh, just touch on the sure. on the food. I mean, like food on cruise ships, it's it's all good, no matter who you're sailing with. It's all good, but it's notched up a few a few degrees on seaboard. You know, so their their menus are great uh, on their own, and there's plenty of what I like to call the the high value luxury targets: mm-hmm. lobster, caviar, foie gras. And you don't have to wait until they're on the menu. You can order them anytime. And that's another nice thing. So you can get pretty much anything, anytime, as long as they have it, right? And sometimes with just a little of notice, they'll, they'll, they'll do that too. Mm-hmm. But, but what they've also done is entered into this partnership with this noted chef, Thomas Keller, who's the only American chef who, who's garnered three Michelin stars in multiple years. And his dishes are augment the regular menu in several restaurants aboard, and they're served and they're prepared when this, in this meticulous method so that they're a perfect duplication of his dishes that would be offered in his restaurants ashore. And, and they're just incredible. And for people who are Thomas Keller foodies like I am, <laughs> and you can't get a reservation at his restaurant, by the way. His, 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 his signature restaurant, the French Laundry in Napa Valley, has a waiting list over three months for over wow. three months. It's tough to get a table. And so and so foodies who really want to eat his food can just cruise on Seaborn, don't need those advanced reservations, and can eat his food virtually every evening. And, and it's pretty great. Very nice. Okay, let's talk about their uh, new ship that's coming out, the Seaborn Venture. Uh, I saw a press release on it, uh, and I don't know how much you learned about it, but the one thing that stood out for me is the submarine excursion oh, yeah. that's planned for that. That would be truly right. amazing. Oh, yeah, these really two really sexy-looking submarines <laughs> they're going to have on board uh, with these bubble-viewing bubble, bubble top. And each seats, uh, I believe, six passengers plus the pilot. And there are two of these submarines that are going to be on board. So this new ship they're building, Seaborne Venture, was, which is the first of two really purpose-built polar-class expedition ships, um, is going to launch in 2021. And as opposed to their other ships, this ship has a polar class rating, which means that it can travel through ice more safely than their existing ships do. So so they have to be very careful with the existing ships, of course, if they don't hit any old ice mm-hmm. when they're cruising around Antarctica. Uh, they have a little more leeway with these polar class ships because the, the holes are, are strengthened. They're also going to have a mudroom on board where you keep all your gear, right, for going out and in and out in your excursions. And I was told that the expedition team on the Antarctic cruises on Seaborn Venture will will be about thirty strong. So, wow, nice. uh, plenty of people to take care of you and, and you know show you around, regardless of where the ship is, whether it's Antarctica, Galapagos, uh, in the Canadian Arctic. Um, so it's going to be pretty pretty amazing. And and Seaborn, by the way, isn't the only line building these ships. 
their competition, uh, Silver Sea, uh, are also building these expedition ships uh, and also Crystal to sail in the luxury end of the market. Very nice. Uh, exciting things happening happening with Seaborn. I still have Seaborn Envy, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I did too until I got on board. <laughs> you can learn uh, all things cruising with the Cruise Guru. Follow him on Twitter at Cruise Guru. David Yeskel is his name. Uh, always a pleasure to chat, David. Thank you. Thanks, Randy. Same here. So do you enjoy spending a day at a spa when on vacation or even when you're not on vacation? Ever been to a Nordic spa, though? Well, our good friend and travel writer Jody Robbins recently wrote an article titled Why You Need to Get to the Nordic Spa in Chelsea Now. And Jody joins us now to explain it further. Hi, Jody. Hey, how are you? I'm well, thank you. Uh, that's a pretty good word to use since we're going to talk about wellness and your, yes. and your article, Why You Need to Get to the Nordic Spa in Chelsea Now, that sounds uh, pretty urgent. Why the urgency? Well, it is one of Canada's best spas, and it's certainly the largest spa in North America. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And um, it's in Chelsea, Quebec. So just about a 15-minute drive outside of downtown Ottawa. So what makes it, I mean, there's all kinds of spas, just about every resort has some sort of spa now. So what makes, you've been uh, a wellness writer and you've uh, seen a lot of spas, so in your time, what makes a good spa, just in general? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Well, this one is a Nordic spa, so it's different than your typical spa. Most spas are are indoor, maybe they have an outdoor hot tub or pool. But a Nordic spa um, uses Scandinavian, Nordic, Northern Europe country um, treatments and amenities. So a big thing there are their saunas. So at this Nordic Spa Nature in Chelsea, Quebec, they have got over nine different types of saunas. So you've got your Finnish sauna, your dry sauna, your Russian banya, Tibetan sauna. So they've got all these different kinds of saunas. (laughs) They've got these amazing tricked out pools. They look like natural hot springs with, uh, you know, waterfalls rushing into them. And then they've got these relaxation areas. So the way to do a Nordic spa, you know, we can get into that, but they have it all set up for you. Plus, so that's just the outdoors. And we haven't even talked about the indoors. And on the indoors, they have about a dozen different kinds of massage treatments, foot care, facials, treatments for men, treatments for women who are pregnant. It's really a very robust spa, um, depending, you know, whatever it is you're looking for. Sometimes you want to go to the spa with your girlfriend and maybe chit chat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just want total silence and a Zen experience. You can have it all there. Wow. That's, now, for someone like myself who, I don't know, a spa is a hot tub, basically, or a sauna, <laughs> maybe a massage, like, uh, how would you even begin to know what you want or need? Well, yeah, I mean, you would definitely want to check out my blog or check out their website because on their website, they've got a whole massage and body care section. And with a lot of these Nordic spas, they're just becoming so popular. So you do get in faster if you have a treatment booked because with that treatment, um, you get to do the thermal experience outside. It's typically included. So 
if you can, book yourself into a massage or facial, and then either before or after the treatment, you can explore all these saunas and pools. That's how I would go. Mm, okay. So how much, uh, what is the booking process? Uh, how does that work? Like, do, do you book a massage and then you're, you can just sort of wander around and take in mm-hmm. the, the pools as your leisure? Is that how it works? That's it. Yeah, you can book online. This Nordic Spa Nature has got a really good online booking system, so you can book the time for that. You can book the time you want to go outside to do the thermal circuit. And, yeah, and definitely also you want to spend the whole day there, though. They have, um, you know, not just one. They have, like, several. I think they've got about four or five restaurants on property. They're licensed, which is fantastic. They had a taco bar. In some of the pools, you can bring a plastic glass of wine or beer. So it's just a really (laughs) fabulous experience. And you can even stay overnight. They have um, two cottages that you can rent. One is directly on the property. One is just a short walk away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's not a a hotel kind of thing where they have a couple hundred rooms where you spend the night or whatever. It's first come, first serve, I would imagine, on the uh, limited amount of uh, accommodations that they would have, right? Right. And so these cottages are one sleeps 10, one sleeps 12. So you definitely, you'd want to book out the cottage. They don't, you know, like a hotel, you wouldn't, you would know exactly who was staying beside you because you're booking that whole thing out. Mm-hmm. But they partnered with 20 different hotels in the Ottawa and um, Gatineau region. So even if you want to stay, you know, anywhere from a Holiday Inn, Mm -hmm. they've got great packages with the Holiday Inn to um, more um, different brands like the Ondas or the Hotel Germain in Ottawa. Nice. So, yeah, so they've got these lovely deals that you can get through these different traditional hotels where you can still get access to the spa, get a bathrobe, that kind of thing. And it's definitely a cheaper way to go. So now tell me about some of your experiences. Was there something that you've never tried before that you were looking forward to? And then there's like, what was the experience like for yourself? Well, to be honest, I didn't know what I was getting into. You know, they asked me, would you like this Banya treatment? And I'm like, sure, that sounds interesting. And it was, it wasn't scary, but I just wasn't prepared. There's a, uh, a Banya Meister who is like the, um, the boss of that sauna room. And she asked me, you know, we're sweating in there for about 10 minutes. And she's like, okay, we're ready for the treatment now. And she dips these um, um, birch branches and they're all wound together. And the branches definitely have leaves on them. And she's like, do you want it Russian or mild? And I'm like, uh, Russian? And then she like whips you. So like you bend over, she whips your back, she whips your buttocks, the back of your legs. And it's this actually very cool feeling because she's dunked the, the branches in water. So, you know, it's super hot in there. And she's beating you with these branches. They've got Russian folk music playing. All the other spa goers are getting into it. They're clapping along with the music. It's super fun, really refreshing, but, you know, a little bit, I mean, weird if you've never done that before. Yeah, I I was just going to say, and that's supposed to be good for you, hey? (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. It is. And they've got, like, these salts infused with essential oil. So after you get whipped with the branches, you know, and your pores should definitely be open by then, you can uh, use those scrub off all the dead skin, run outside in the winter, there's snow. But if not, this is part of their thermal experience that they have is you would like go get your body really cold really fast. Mm. So yeah, it's part of the thermal cycle. And you can do that. A lot of these outdoor pools that they have are quite cold, like freezing cold. I was going to ask you about those. 
Yeah. So what? you plunge. Not all of them are like some are just um, lukewarm. Some are like hot tubs, but the majority of them are like very bracing. And you only have to get exposed to that amount of cold for about 10 to 15 seconds. But what it does is that transition, it, it creates a thermal shock and it releases adrenaline. And then all those, you know, feel good hormones can come forth. <laughs> that, is that theory or did that work for you? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely refreshing. And I am one of those Frady cats who can never get into an outdoor pool or any swimming pool, really. Like, it takes me so long to get mm-hmm. into the cold water. Me too. But just after being so hot, it was legit refreshing. And I stayed in that cold pool for well over five minutes. So tell yeah, me about the uh, salt water floating pool. Did you try that? Mm-hmm. How was, yeah, what was that like? Kala. So, yeah, I think there's only one similar to it in the world that large and it's in Sweden and it really mimics the Dead Sea. I don't know how many hundreds of pounds of salts they would have in there, but it's a lot and you are so buoyant. I, I kept bumping into people. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> you walk down, it's in the basement and of course it's lit really well. Like there's lovely, um, lovely lighting and yeah, you just float all your cares away. It's kind of like those float baths that mm-hmm. they have. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to that. Um, but you're with other people and they give you a little neck pillow that you can use. Um, so it's, yeah, it's really, truly fantastic. And it's, um, 20, I hear, see here it's 12% um, assault is in that water. So that's, that's quite high. Mm-hmm. 10 tons, 10 tons. 10 tons of Epsom salt oh my gosh. is in that pool. Yeah. So now, so like, when you started, were you a little bit nervous just to get your buoyancy? Like, or how, no, no, no. You no. just sort of it float. Just immediately you feel calm. Yeah, and it's not that deep. Like, I think if you were to stand up, it's, like, oh, maybe yeah. up to your, like, mid-calves. Okay, okay. Yeah. So maybe it's maybe it's a bit deeper than that. But, yeah, honestly, it just feels like this the most amazing bath ever, and it's so incredibly relaxing. Um if you look on their website, they've got a great video of it where you see people floating. Um, <laughs> it seems almost like an alien thing, you know, sometimes yeah. you see those movies and like people go regenerate like that. Mm. But yeah, to experience true weightlessness is a pretty cool thing. Well, the article is called Why You Need to Get to the Nordic Spa in Chelsea Now is on uh, Jody Robbins' website, travelswithbaggage.com. And uh, it's always a pleasure, pleasure to chat with you, Jody. Thank you. Thank you. And that is this week's Informed Traveler podcast. I want to thank you for listening. If you like what you hear, take a minute, rate the show, leave us a review, and tell a friend about the podcast. And if you want to drop me a line, my email address is randy at theinformedtraveler.ca. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash informedtraveler, or you can follow me on Twitter at informedtraveler.com.